0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first edition of One Take, the abstract sports series that highlights the reality of sporting events as they happen. Think of One Take as a series that tributes sports to being the original uh, reality TV series. Um, The way you can expect it to happen is it'll be me delivering my thoughts to you in one take, one recording, just as any particular game or series happens in professional sports. There are no do-overs. What is said is in the books just like the game, just like the series, just like this recording. Um, and this first episode happens to be about the rise of the Utah Jazz. Um, I want to talk about um, how they've grown as a team this season. It's been pretty miraculous. you know. Um, they they took the LA Clippers to Game 7 in their first round of the NBA playoffs in 2017, that's a lot to be said because they were the they were the ninth spot last year. They climbed up to the fifth spot in the West this year. And as we know, the West is kind of a tough conference to compete with. So it's really good for them to be able to climb to that status and get that playoff experience. Um, I mean, let's talk about that first round. They beat the Clippers three times on the road. The only home game that they won, I actually was able to attend. And I have to say that it was one of the most exciting sporting events I've ever been a part of. I, if you know me personally, I'm a Lakers fan, but I found myself cheering my ass off for the Utah Jazz. That shouldn't happen, but the playoff experience drug me in, and I I loved it, man. It was so awesome, but that first round is such a huge playoff experience for a hodgepodge playoff team, and what I mean by that is you know, not only are they playing with mediocre offensive talent, led by Gordon Hayward, but they also have veterans like Jordan, Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw, uh, especially Diaw, who's seen a lot of playoff experience as a spur in San Antonio, but they also have a future all-star defender in Rudy Gobert. I think he should have been, he should have been in the all-star uh, lineup this year, if you ask me. But, you know, they, they don't have, like, the best team offensively or defensively. They're just kind of good you know, and they happen to beat a team like the LA Clippers who were a four seed. They were, the Jazz were a five seed and they have offensive and super defensive talent powerhouses in DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. And, you know, not to mention that guy, Chris Paul, the shove off master, the guy who likes to cross people over, make it look all fancy and then give a nice stiff arm uh, to push the defender off of them. I'm a little bit bitter there if you can't tell, but that's a great team to beat. I understand that Uh, they were sort of riddled with injuries. Uh, if you look at Blake, Blake Griffin going out after game two, I believe it was in game two or in game three. I don't remember which, but he went out with that big toe injury. Um, that was a big blow to the LA Clippers, but they also didn't have Rudy Gobert when they won that home game in Utah. So, or no way they did. Did they shoot? I don't remember too bad. This is unscripted. I can't look it up, but the jazz did have to deal with that injury thing. Uh, at the very first game of the playoffs, game one, 12 seconds into the series, Rudy Gobert hyper extends his left knee and you know, it is what it is. It's the playoffs. You kind of have to let your other teammates rise up and, uh, and protect your home court and try to get wins when you wouldn't otherwise get them if without those players. So with Rudy Gobert gone, the jazz had to step up defensively in a big way, or they had to hope that the offense wouldn't make the shots against them. So you know it's pretty commendable that they beat the LA Clippers in round one of the playoffs, um, and it's huge, such a big playoff experience. They're playing against these guys. They know what it takes to get to that level again, and they know what it takes to go to the next level because they've been there. They know what it's going to take. But I, I really love the TNT crew. Uh, you know NBA on TNT with, uh, Chuck and, and uh, the Jet Kenny the Jet and, and uh, Shaq, and EJ but I I liked how they phrased it. They said that they the Jazz beat the Clippers only to take on a team that is just just playing better than them. You know, the Jazz are this up and coming team. They're like I said, they're kind of hodgepodge. But then you have the Golden State Warriors who were just the, one of the most or I mean, they're the number 1 team in in the NBA, but they're the most well-rounded. They have scorers on all different levels. Their bench their team is so deep. They can have players come off the bench and still provide the same offensive power. Um you know, maybe minus some of the defensive power um, and some of the, the IQ, I guess you could say. But the Jazz are going against the best team in the NBA. What better experience could it be for a team like the Jazz to play against the Golden State Warriors? Um, but um, like I was saying, like I did attend game four between the Jazz and the Clippers in Salt Lake, and I was, I was all kinds of stoked for them to move on to the second round. But reality kind of set in when I realized they were facing the Warriors, you know. Playoff experience doesn't take hold that quickly. You can go seven games in a first round of the playoffs, go against the number one team in the NBA, and get destroyed. And that's kind of what happened, sort of. I mean, the the w- way I look at it is that the Vegas uh, scorebook, whatever it is, the thing that they bet on in Vegas, there they had in Game One at least they had the Jazz or the they had the Warriors beating the Jazz by 13 points, and that was so crazy to me because that was the literally the deficit that they faced the entire game was 13, about 13 points. It kind of went up and down from there. They lost by like 12 or something like that. Um, You know, that might mean a lot, you know, difference wise when it comes to somebody who's betting on that game, but it's just crazy to me that the Warriors were only expected to beat the jazz, the Utah jazz by 13 points. And that's sort of what the series was like the entire time. They, they, they went ahead by like 25. They won this last game by like 27, 26, 27. But for the most part, during the series, while the game was going, the deficit was about 13, and it kind of shifted from here and there. And um, But I did attend Game 3 in Salt Lake City just this last Saturday, and they the Jazz happened to take the lead by 10 or more in that game, and it was the only lead that they held all series. But – and so it was kind of cool to be a part of that, you know, be able to witness the only lead the Jazz had in the playoffs in the second round. It was a really exciting time, probably the most exciting time for a Jazz fan, and I'm not a Jazz fan, I'm a Lakers fan. For Jazz fans in general in round 2 of the playoffs. But when they lost game 3, they were down 0 to 3 against the Warriors. They still had this but I, you know, when they go down 0-3, it's kind of like most people kind of give up. You know, game 4, the ticket prices dropped miraculously like you could get a upper bowl corner side a corner section ticket for like $44 from what I saw which is unheard of that I mean the tickets I paid for were way more than that for game three and that just kind of tells you like when a team gives up it's that's really how it is so but when it when they go down 0-3 I'm like you know the optimist in me and the the sports theorist in me is just kind of like don't count them out. You know, 0-3, oh they still have a game to play. You can't count them out until that game is over with. And that's always how I am. You know, there's like one minute left to go in the game. They're down by 10. I'm like, hey, I've seen Reggie Miller put up like nine points in under 18 seconds. Like, things can happen. You you kind of have to let that door be a little bit open, I at least for me. <laughs> I have to leave that door a little bit open because I don't want to be that guy that's like, Oh man, you know what? They're going to lose. And then they lose. And I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what I expected. I'd rather be like, no, they're going to win. And then they win. And then I'm like, I told you guys they were going to win. You know what I mean? So you have to, you have to be kind of optimistic, but with that in mind, they were down. Oh three. have only been according to NBA.com extending the series to game six dot HTML. <laughs> that's the link I'm looking at here. Um, there's only ever been three times in NBA history where teams have came back from an 0-3 deficit and forced a Game 7. There was one in 1951. It was the New York Knicks against the Rochester Royals in the NBA Finals. They came back from 0-3 to force a Game 7. It doesn't tell me what who won that game, but that's not really what matters. Um, 1994, the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. What do you know? Uh, the conference semifinals. And, and then there was 2003, the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks in the conference first round. So, you know, that's three three different years in the NBA. Definitely spread out when the rules were different back then in 51. Rules were sort of similar between 94 and 2003. Can't really take that too much into consideration. But there's a chance. It ha- has happened three times. Why can't it happen four times? That's kind of how I see it. So when I watched the, the game tonight, um, I, I have to say I'm kind of an underdog guy. Like I was rooting against the warriors cause I wanted to see the playoffs be extended just that much longer. I mean, I would, I would have loved to see the jazz draw this out to seven games because it makes the playoffs just that much longer for one, but it also means it would have been me on the prowl for round three tickets. If they had beat the warriors, could you imagine the jazz beating the warriors in round two going on to play whoever wins between the Spurs and the Rockets? Oh my gosh, those tickets would be expensive, but I would probably have to get my hands on some. But man, I mean, of course, you know it, it could draw the series, the playoffs, on a little bit longer. But if you think about it, right now the the Rockets and Spurs are tied up two to two, and in the East you've got the the uh, let's see the Cavs already swept the Raptors, so the other teams are the Celtics and that other Eastern team, the Wizards. They are two and two. Um, so both of these teams, the, between the Warriors and the Cavs, they have some time off, but man, I just, I would have loved to be able to go to round three and then, you know, jazz say they, they, the super underdog, number five seed from the West, they come back all the way through these teams, like the Warriors, and they go to the finals. Could you imagine getting tickets to a finals game? I mean, like I was blown away to be able to go to one game this year in the playoffs. It was my first ever but two man, I'm spoiled. I spoiled myself, and I think my wife can attest to that. And and I love her very much. <laughs> um, but now that the series is over, I'm looking forward to a competitive Eastern Conference Finals between between uh the Celtics and the Wizards. As we like, I just said they're two and two. And between the West, we got uh the Warriors and or sorry, well though I guess the Warriors are going on, but. Uh, you have the the Spurs and the Rockets. Whoever wins between those two goes to play on the war, play the Warriors. But I do want to say, though, let's not count the Jazz out. If it wasn't for Mike D'Antoni, the co- head coach of the Houston Rockets right now, I would have Quinn Snyder as the head coach of the year without a doubt in my mind. The moves that they made to put their teams in the position that they had in the playoffs this year is ridiculous. I mean, Mike D'Antoni putting James Harden at point guard was ingenious. Um That changed that team completely. They were like a a fight. I I don't have the numbers in front of me. Once again, this is unscripted. I don't have a tab up. I'm unprepared, I guess you could say. But the Rockets haven't been that good with Harden not in the point guard position. I mean, history will tell you that. If you look back at the numbers, they are a much better team with him controlling the court the majority of the time. Um, But if it wasn't for D'Antoni putting him at point guard, I have Quinn Snyder being the coach of the year because they they came up from, like, the Jazz had, what, 40, 41 wins last year, so they were about 50-50. They had about a 50% winning percentage. Um, This year they went up 10 games to 51-31, and and that jumps them up to the the fifth spot in the West, which is huge. You know, 10 games is a lot in the Western Conference. Um, Well, maybe, I guess you wouldn't say it's a lot in the Western Conference, probably a lot more in the East, but... But man, the fact that it jumped them up from the nine spot to the five spot and they were able to get this much playoff experience. I mean, they played 11 games this year. That's 11 more than any of these guys on this roster have played minus Dial and Joe Johnson and people like that who came from another team because the Jazz haven't been in the playoffs for about a decade. Um, so it's huge for that team. The Jazz have so much to look forward to. Uh, sure, they just got swept in round two of the playoffs but they're playing the number one team in the league with two former MVPs, one of which is a two-time repeater uh, in the starting lineup. The experience they will gain from this postseason it has no price tag. It's going to be everything to them next year. They know what it takes to win 51 games, um, and they, they damn well know what it takes to get to the next level because they faced the Warriors before. You could look at the, the Warriors or the Cavs, if you will, as sort of like the, and I'm not going to, You know, I guess you have Curry or you have Kevin Durant and then you have LeBron James East and West. Um, But like you can compare those guys to Michael Jordan back in the 90s when he was holding teams off from getting to the finals. And there's been comparisons about that all over the Internet. Um, But you have to know that teams are going to fall eventually. You know, the Warriors are sort of a, a, a hot topic of the last three years. But before that, who was it in the West? You know, Spurs, Mavericks, Lakers, Rockets were kind of there, but they were never that far uh, in the East. It's pretty much been the Cavs. They've been stopping everybody. But anyways, getting a little bit off the topic here. Uh, but from what I know, uh, or from here, they know what it takes to get to the next level. And I'm excited to see what they can do next year. Although I hope that my Lakers can do something as well. Maybe they'll get Paul George in the offseason, you know, I really do hope they can, um, but don't sleep on the Utah jazz. They have a very bright future. If they can keep Gordon Hayward, he has that, uh, that option this year, I believe, but he's a breakout all-star in the starting lineup in Salt Lake city. If they can keep him there, the jazz are looking mighty fine as well as Rudy Gobert, You Got to have that offensive guy and that defensive guy to kind of pair up. Um, I think that could be the two major factors in their success this season. Um, but I just want to say that you can look forward to this one take series coming in multiple formats. It depends on where I'm at and how urgent the topic is. For example, um, I could do it on the abstract sports Instagram. You can find that at abstract sports on there. Um, I'll put it up on the story as I'm, as I'm thinking about it or as the game's going on, I might be doing some commentary Um, or you could find it on Periscope on Twitter. And the handle there is abstract sports with a K and then, I mean, if I happen to be at home and I have some, some freedom, I might record a video like this and put it up on YouTube and then distribute it out to SoundCloud and all the other social media outlets post-production. So please feel free to click that like slash follow slash subscribe button. Go ahead and drop a comment wherever you're listening to start a conversation on the topics we're talking about here. My name is Kyle Richards. Thanks for tuning in to One Take, the Abstract Sports Reality Series. We'll see you next time. See you later.